0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Low Key Podcast. We are back after a couple weeks away. We had some stuff come up. Um, I've been at the Santa Barbara International Film Festival, which was awesome. This is Tim Malloy, by the way. I'm here with Aaron Lanton and Keith Denny. Hello, hello, and we're talking. I think we're
1: recording, right?
0: Uh, yeah.
1: All right, perfect. Yeah, making sure. <laughs> we're
0: talking about Griselda, uh, the sort of new Netflix miniseries, uh, six episodes starring the wonderful Sophia Vergara as a Griselda, the drug Lord queen pin, um, of early eighties, Miami. Um, you know, we are a little bit late to this one, but I feel like this one is forever. I feel like people will be watching this for a long time. I, I, we haven't talked about it, but I really like this show. (laughs) Um, About like two episodes in, I was like, somebody should make a satirical, funny story about a female serial killer who can murder people just as well as any man. Um, But no, they just did it. They just did that. Uh, Griselda is so much fun. I liked it on soundtrack, I liked it on fashion, I liked the look of it. I saw people complaining that it was shot in Long Beach, but I grew up across a bridge from Long Beach, so I have no problems with that whatsoever. (laughs) Um,
1: I. What what's the problem with that exactly? I know um, it's said in Miami, but like, are there enough not enough palm trees? What is it?
0: Long Beach is like right outside Los Angeles, um, and looks a lot like Miami, but isn't Miami like it's not as sunny as Miami. It has Mm -hmm. some like oil refineries and stuff like that. Um, But you know what? Dexter shot the whole thing in Long Beach instead of Miami. Long Beach Mm -hmm. is perfectly great. Fuck all y'all. I love Long <laughs> Um It'll look good. I mean, I, you know. Uh, yeah, I no compl- no complaints for me. Really, no complaints about anything in Griselda. I do want to hear what you guys think about her son, uh, Michael Corleone, her real life son, uh, suing over this show.
1: Oh, I don't. I don't know this. Can Can you say some more?
0: All I know is that he just generally feels that it presents his mother in a negative light. Um uh okay (laughs) i feel like if sofia vergara is playing you in a movie you did pretty well yeah probably
2: yeah i mean interesting okay i'm gonna gonna say a couple things about that um to me just based off what i already knew about griselda blanco if anything, this show almost watered her down.
1: Uh, I, I, that that is, they, they waterfall her down. Like,
2: <laughs> but because there's no way, like, it's like finding sympathy for the devil, right? It, no disrespect, but that's essentially what it is, right? Like we I just call it how it is. It's like they, I think many family, the
1: families of many victims, would agree with you,
2: right? You know, I mean. This one was like a mass murderer. Yeah. Like, and 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 I think that they try to in the show, if anything, give her an ounce of humanity.
0: For sure. Um,
2: But like if you were just to read about her, you'd be like, This person is terrible. Or if you was to just watch cocaine cowboys, you'd be like,
1: Yes, so so yeah. If you've seen that, honestly, it ruins a lot of the show for you. So So I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, did he
2: try to sue them? Because like, (laughs) you see, I mean, if you've seen Cocaine Cowboys or anything else that's written about her or any other documentary, if you even watch an episode of, I could have sworn she was on an episode of Original Gangster too. It's like anything, everything is right. I mean, everything is pointing like exactly what she did. In her time as a drug kingpin, so if, like I said, if anything, in this movie tried—I mean, this show tried to give her some, in some type of way, to be an empathetic character. I mean, a character that hey, we can try to empathize with in some type of way.
1: Yeah. Um, but let's, I mean, about, like, I, I, I want bad. to talk about general thoughts again for just a second. But like, I just want to ask something. We could, we should definitely come back to this. But there was something in. It threw me off so bad when it happened at the beginning. I was like, I was like, I must have amnesia. Like, this is a totally different person or something. Because I was like, this can't be the same Griselda Blanco that was this badass that started off in New York and then some other stuff happened. I was like, like, that's yeah, something's off. And then I was like, well, she definitely didn't get, like... Uh, or at least I don't remember a part of the story where, like, one of her husbands had force her to sleep with some dude and then like the thing is they build in all these things that are like different from what actually happened like again related to real events but different from real events where it's building up all this sympathy and it kind of throws and even if I didn't know or even because I didn't look up the facts of it until after I watched everything because I, I didn't want that to color how I was looking at it. but the thing that was so goofy to me was she's so ruthless but the show keeps telling me or it keeps asking me in the first four episodes or so to have sympathy, and even to some degree, even moments after that. Um, and it, 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 that's an interesting choice, given who this is and the things she's doing. But
0: I, I um, would say generally, um, I don't, I don't know the facts either about whether she was forced to sleep with her husband's brother and stuff like that. Usually, a show like this, I mean, it goes through lawyers, it goes through vetting. Obviously, if somebody's dead, you can pretty much say whatever you want about them because you can't apply libel law, but. There's usually they usually don't put a thing like that in unless they found someone who said that happened or some indication that that was. But see,
1: I think that might be. And again, this is the first time I'm learning about the the one of the sons having an issue with it. But that kind of I don't know that that happened. I just don't recall that. So again, I didn't remember this at the beginning, but just listening to how the story was being told, I understood that our that the dude that we see at the beginning who she kills is not the the father of the children cuz they call him by his first name cuz that's just a lot of people when they have mixed families like that can happen like they'll call the Amazing. next person by the first name <laughs> this was this was like their stepfather
0: yeah, yeah exactly think, yeah
1: yeah so he was the second husband
0: I think I knew it was going to turn and I knew who she was going to turn into so I wasn't I wasn't trying to sympathize with her I took it as like this is her justification for why she did what she did. And you know she's going to turn pretty bad by the end. It kind of, for me, was like Breaking Bad, where Walt, at the beginning, has these good reasons for getting into... not good, No, but so that's so
1: different. I'm so glad you said this. This is so different. This is so different.
0: Let me let me just finish. Understandable reasons for getting into meth. And no. then, at the end, you're like, Walt, you went way too far, dude. And that's how I felt like she was. So, you remember what... I'm it's been a
1: long time since I watched any Breaking Bad, yeah. but the when the kid um ends up getting taken out and they got to have a whole conversation about it and oh, I had to do it because yada
0: yada yada the kid with the spider, yes, the that,
1: yeah, but that's not what happened. So it, it, it happens because it, it's like they need to do it, but like that's that was in no way like intentional, they wouldn't have done it if it just didn't seem Awful. like. Walt and Jesse
0: didn't do it. Jesse did it. Well, that's what I about to say.
1: Walt would never have given the okay to do this.
0: What's and the so, thing? Todd did it.
1: Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so, it's a transaction when Griselda chooses to do it. The thing yeah. is, like, there are a bunch of moments where, like, they demonstrate this is somebody who is not not a person of their word. Um, they they don't say what they're really thinking. Yeah, But they'll do things that contradict what they say, and um, they'll they'll do whatever they need to to get ahead. And even when they really care for somebody, they don't want them talking, you know. Early on, like that's kind of a relationship. That... so it's like I know this person is just kind of how they are, and yes, she's getting disrespected in the places that she's in. But then what's weird is like she'll use that as, as an opportunity to be like, "You all are just like me too." When I walk in the room, I'm a woman. When you walk in the room, you you know you looked at it as just somebody who can't talk right and this and that. And so, yeah. but she uses that as like a way to use. It. She's like, and they're just using you. And I'm like, but you're just using them. And oh, yeah. it just makes it like a <laughs> like a weird.
0: I mean, that's a very like Trumpy thing of you know. Well, just... but the thing is, but I, Walter... They're only trying to get. They're trying to get to you. I'm the only thing standing between you and them.
1: Yeah, and see the the thing that is different between Walter White and her, and I think. The only thing the show's missing that they can elevate into like this this like really great space is like it's missing what act, like it shows a vulnerability that she has. And you can get why she has this tenacity. People keep trying to take stuff from her. It's just like a control and this and that for how they characterize her in the show. But like I don't feel like that's enough to garner empathy for her. Like I like I'm interested in seeing what she empathize. is as a character. But it's just like no, but I'm saying the show is trying to get you to to sympathize. Like, I, like I don't sympathize with her. But they're like, oh, but look at her with her kids, or look at her with it. I'm like, I don't. She's uh, horrible.
0: I don't feel like by the end the show wants you to empathize. Oh with yeah, her. by the
1: end, by the end they they do a like I think they kind of like lean more into like you know she's kind of jumped over she's jumped the shark many times over, but they blame it on on the drugs. And I just some like she was always that person.
0: Well, the key thing they do one thing I like is that they don't spell things out. They do leave it open to you to. Just, interpret it as you want and i kind of look at it like al pacino and scarface like mm. i never really like that guy i understand him at the beginning by the end i am not rooting for him um and it's kind of the same with this like i understand her at the beginning by the end i'm definitely not rooting for her um i'm rooting for some of the people around her but there's they do some things that just underscore her hypocrisy so hardcore like where she gets chuco killed and she goes yeah and her whole thing has been like, I'm doing this for my family, but she will take out somebody else's family, without a moment's hesitation, on a suspicion. Um, well, she
1: she's paranoid about everything at that point.
0: That's where it becomes just impossible to sympathize with her, and I I don't think of her as like the real Griselda Blanco. I don't know anything about the real Griselda Blanco. Mm-hmm. I just look at her like a character who's on par with like American Psycho or Scarface. Or... So,
1: so let me let me ask you this then. Like, I'm not saying I'm par in terms well, of well, social so,
0: things, but I'm saying like she's like those people.
1: So, like, all right, to me, doing taking really big creative liberties with somebody who is a, I don't know if I call like a drug lord a public figure, <laughs> right? But like, you can. It can be like great monsters, but it's kind of like not clear if something happened. And the Showtime show is kind of weird because like people know what happened. It's like they be like changing stuff, like uh, when games took place and like weird stuff. So, so that I always feel like is a little weird. But I think that's actually make, an interesting point, though. Yeah, I think it's called Showtime, right?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So in that uh, show, waiting, like you, you.
1: Waiting, sorry, but wasn't gonna be called? Yeah, the- yeah, sorry, sorry, thank you. Um, but like you actually, you know who those people are, right? And so like that can be a little different because they're public figures who. Been very public. They got documentaries like where they participate in all that stuff and championship. People bowl. are
0: still alive?
1: Yeah. Yeah, all that too. And, yeah. and and with this, it's like, you know, you can take a few more liberties with people who aren't around anymore. And you know, it's almost like it's it's just like folk folklore, essentially, like the stuff that they've gone out and done. Um, it's really fascinating, though, know, the way they chose to really center. Family, like around a lot of the the reasons people did the things they did, like from' because e- even you know the people who who get killed in different ways, like when people are out taking revenge and stuff, it's oftentimes somebody who's like really close, yeah, and like somebody who who they swear some kind of oath to or have like a blood tattoo and have at least all this additional escalation of violence,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like that's a big sociopath thing of like you do it be for your family. You just, you just survive your family.
1: Um Well, because that it's an unassailable reason.
0: Yeah. It's an, it's the only acceptable reason. I was just trying to provide for my family. And once your family is, you know, living in a fifteen million dollar house, it becomes harder and harder to do.
1: Yeah. Or or once you say, even even that dude, uh if if I'm remembering right, Yappi, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was episode four. Um where they try to uh Griselda decides to take out those two dudes and, she, and one of the guys you uses the bomb and it doesn't kill him. And yeah. then he has his guys go off and chop the de- decapitate um those uh three girls who were in the house. Mm-hmm. Um and she oh my god, what was my point with that? I'm sorry, I just remember the image kind of threw me off. Uh, that was really gruesome. <laughs>
2: <That's> <laughs>
1: right. Um yeah. I, I can't even think of what, what I was gonna say after that because it's just kind of, I mean, they just show it, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, wow, <laughs> like that's horrible. And, it, and the, I don't know, they make it look so, so visceral and real. Um, they it's even cool. had the tattoos uh, on the chest, I was like, wow. Yeah. And then the thing that's so funny, uh, Dario, I loved, as a character, I love Dario. Like, he's always trying to be cool. Like, that was the scene that actually made me laugh the most though, because, um, not because he was doing something like he should be doing, but it was like the he. I want to go there. Is like a really great actor. Like in that scene, he's trying to be cool. So like he sees the bodies, and then it's like all these people just like he like all right, but well, uh, oh, cool, cool. like Ooh, yeah, it's, it's kind of messed up. Right, like, he turns around, he looks again, and he's like trying to be chill about it. But then the explosion happens, and he kind of like <laughs> it was like this jump back. And it's like, All right, I'm cool. I'm cool. They just walks up like, hey, I'm gonna go take care of business now. Like, I'm just leaving because I'm taking care of business, not because I'm scared. I'm just leaving because I'm taking yeah. care of business. That's it. I'm a man. And I'm still a man, and I ain't scared. And like, that was the. I don't it's something about the way he plays every moment. It just feels so. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't know who Dario was for real, but it feels like that's what you think these characters of, of people would be like.
0: Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not worrying about the real people at all when I watch it. I'm just like being tremendously entertained by the show and just like good movie shit, like good oh. storytelling shit.
2: It's extremely entertaining, just like you said. Like it is like watching six episodes of a Scarface ish type of, you know, storyline. Um, from from like even the acting, I, I really enjoyed the acting. I enjoy the music, like you said, the soundtrack. I guess mostly anything in the 80s is just, it's always going to have good music, it always. Like I was telling my wife, man, this this is like we're sitting down watching Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Like, <laughs> you know.
1: Um, what did you think mean, of the police scenes? Or, or the police, like the, that is
2: like a oh, a C that was another thing. Usually in stuff like this, the police stuff is always the most boring stuff to me itself yeah. like the only time that's not happened <laughs> outside of this is probably like the wire. I knew you were gonna say the wire. The wire I mean, cause it's like the police stuff is actually interesting in the wire. Someone like Brooklyn was- nine nine? Well, <laughs> that's a common. but you, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. if I'm watching the crime thing, sometimes I don't give a shit about the cop stuff, right? Of course, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I don't. I don't watch the Godfather. If it if it
1: ain't, if it ain't Law and Order, you ain't really trying to kick with the cops.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm not kicking it with it because it's it's or it's, lethal you know, weapon or something like that. Like, if you compare that to the like drug dealing type stuff and the stuff that they're doing, that's that's always way more interesting. Yeah. But I, I did see, of course, which I noticed what they were trying to show, like the parallels between the um. I'm sorry, I forget the lady cop's name. Yeah. Her, her. Um, Chinese, yeah, June. Oh, uh, um, that is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, June, June. Her working in the force and the treatment that she was receiving as a woman working, working in the force. And also, but, but also being very good at her job and being very talented in comparison to Griselda Blanco. Because yeah. we see like in the beginning of, of her how she's treated, trying to you know come up in the, in the dope game or whatever. And but then it it also kinda added to her, her level of ruthlessness, I feel. Because there's mm. this point of where it's like, these people are not gonna take me seriously till I take it onto this whole nother level that even they wouldn't take it to, I feel. Or you know, so it's it was interesting to see that. So I think that's what kind of made the cop stuff interesting. And also like June and her, I guess obsession with trying to catch this lady drug lord like making that like a mission of hers and i thought that that was good i, I always like characters when they have like a very strong motivation to me yeah. griselda's motivation as a character just didn't seem strong enough especially if we compare it to like what we were just saying with breaking bad where i felt like walter white's motivation is extremely clear and it's ex- and it's very understandable. I it's, think
1: it's it's extremely clear, clear, clear and and, it, and it's relatable right. um, for a lot of people, which is interesting. And, and the thing train- is, like, well, the the thing that was frustrating about that, and and I guess that's what I was getting at. the The thing the show was missing is just like what I don't really actually know what drives Griselda. Exactly. Like, so she talks about family all the time and, and I can assume it's stuff about her ego because people whisper in her ear about her, but you know, they were like right before the buyout possibility, you know, so whispering, oh, you know, back, back in, in, in hometown, you know, they're calling you the godmother, you know? And I guess that is the thing that is um, driving everything else, but it's like, I don't know, like, I guess I don't, well, Because, I mean, because you, she, she doesn't lean into it. That, she does clearly like being called that and she likes huh. being able to take care of other people.
2: I think it's kind of like, it could be an ego pride thing too. So it's like, also back to, we comparing it to Breaking Bad. We understand that Walter White is doing these things because he has cancer and he's trying to leave something behind for his family, right? Okay. But the moment he takes on that persona, Heisenberg, he literally is like a whole other person at this point, right? Yeah. So maybe it's a similar thing with Priscilla Blanco. She gets this, this being. You mean
1: like body. that moment where where Dario tells her, "Once you do this, it's different now. Like once you tell me to do this, this hit, it's well, over." And then and then even getting like in the second opportunity, be like, "Hey, we can let him go." But but I think before that,
2: before that even happened, she was already being called the grandmother, the god the godmother, right? Uh, so
1: well, yes, but I just mean uh, like as far as a if you look at uh like that that's that scene is written to be a that's her turn. um... turning moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thank uh, you I yeah. cannot I'm find saying. the the uh yeah, but th- that's the moment where she's supposed to like make a conscious decision, it's a deliberate right. decision to make a transaction to take someone's life, and then to realize that that making that decision meant nothing. And the only thing that's frustrating about that is like I find that so interesting. But it doesn't impact her character and decisions later, where she when we see her again say, "Okay, no, 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 screw that principle shit. I'm finna just make this happen." Like she just starts doing it, but there's nothing that, like triggers it other than just like again her ego, and like being told, "Oh, we gonna take all the territory from you." And uh, no. so I which, think
2: I think it was initially the ego part, like it was the ego and pride, like she like. Like somebody, if somebody say you, the, you, you the man, like in her case, it's like you the godmother, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You now at this point, like I got to live up to that shit, right? Yeah. And I think after that, after she's, it's, it start the thing that came in was no longer pride or ego, but it was like fear.
1: So yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like she doesn't actually have a. <sighs> Again, since you're doing things, you're not worried about like what happened in real life I I don't think that there's a reason she couldn't have a a character that she can confide some stuff in just so we as an audience would have a better sense of what is actually driving her character like I have a sense of it Um, and I don't feel like I need every single answer like there's bits and pieces and I feel like I had enough of an understanding to to have a good guess No, but that's not. I feel like that is a weird thing for it to be the thing that keeps the show, like I said, from being like elevated more is just like not having something more tangible to grab onto for that. But I also am concerned that that actually made her too sympathetic of a figure because, yes, this is not exactly following the events that happened, but uh, you still want to be a relative reflection of the sort of person she was, which was not a good person.
0: I pretty much always like it more when I don't know how they got this way. Um Darth Vader is better before you see the prequels. Hannibal Lecter is better before you find out that his sister was eaten by Nazis or whatever his origin story is. Like I always like not knowing and I I feel like they give us just enough that we can argue over it and debate it and feel it. Um and still be mad at her. Um but I'm glad they didn't have like a moment where Oh, it all becomes okay because like her dad didn't love her or something like that.
1: No, but I feel like that the the first few yeah. scenes are are the it's okay because this happened to her.
0: Well, it's kind of the um, Paul Schrader trick of like get you totally on somebody's side, and then you're sympathizing with them and relating to them and invested in them, and then he pulls out the rug and you find out that they're a terrible person, but it's too late. Like you're already. I mean, yeah. but that's the thing that the show does
1: it so quick because it has to do it quick. This, yeah. this is what the show's about. But like, you're like, oh man, well, actually, and that's the thing—you don't even find you know what happened, but you don't see it happen till later. Um, w- but the thing is, like, as all these things are unfolding and the sympathetic stories coming up, like she's pulling a brick of coke out not out <laughs> of out out wherever it was. I don't think I don't know if it was like a teddy bear or a suitcase. I can't remember anymore. But yeah, some her son had, her youngest son had. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's just I, mean, I just feel like that would have, if they could have figured that part out more, I think it really just would have elevated this story to something even different. And the thing is, I don't even know how sympathetic she has to be because narcos, from what I recall, is not super sympathetic. Um, like I don't feel like you you watch that show and go, damn, like I just really feel all this uh this sympathy for castro
0: anything who's about i don't the whole thing is um,
1: about escobar pablo escobar. oh and i said i said castro long crazy i not know I'm, I'm in cuba that's a whole nother place anyway so,
0: but, of, like you need somebody to root for i don't need somebody to root for especially if it's only six episodes yeah. and if i do need somebody to root for you can root for june
2: yeah i don't june. I don't necessarily need anybody to root for neither. I just felt like they were trying to get us to. I think. I think one I, I, of the it, things that you're always going to do in some kind of way when you're writing a particular protagonist in some type of way, you have to humanize them. Like they can't have her be
1: like a complete monster. Yes, yeah. like, You know what's funny about that? Actually, there were some things about June, like, and it's not. It, it's choices you make about how you're going to reflect certain things. Like, so I actually had to pause it and walk away because I was just like, "This is so, I guess, accidentally stupid or like annoying." Like, I kind of, I was just trying to, because I was like, "There's just ways to do this. We wouldn't." But it's like the writing was doing the same thing that, that the police were doing to June, but like unintentionally. So, what? like, she comes in. After the, the uh witness gets murdered and they're like, um, well, you know, we brought you in here to take care of this baby, and I'm like, like, Oh yeah, I don't know if men were that much of assholes back then. Maybe they were. Like, I'm gonna call you off the desk to come. There's a baby in here crying. I need you to drive twenty miles, or to me twenty minutes to come and rock the baby because none of the men wanna do it. She, but then she, as she's, she's sitting there, say like, what? Well,
0: that still happens now, where people like, just hand women babies?
1: I mean, yeah, yeah. but look, so, you know, she's sitting in the kitchen, so I was like, alright, I'll take that for what it is, but she's sitting in the kitchen and she was like, uh... <laughs> she said, because of course they were talking about the child services going to come find uh, the baby at home, but she was like, yeah, um... and I know what she, how it was meant in the script, but it just sounded so bad, she was just saying something like, um. Yeah, sure. I don't think you need to remember this home or something like that. I'm like the, the child had a family. Like, I can't what you say. <laughs>
0: there's a lot of exposition in that scene. That's a little like, all right, I get it.
1: It's it's just a whole lot sometimes because that's it's try The show sometimes is trying to guide you to a certain emotion, and I just don't need it to do that. Sometimes, like, I need it to just kind of let the moment breathe without like adding its own context on top. Like, I feel like I'm in the moment. You don't have to like. No, it didn't don't need don't
2: that exposition.
1: It does like, stuff it like out. this a little more than it should in different spots. That was the worst place for June. Uh, but I was just like, eh, didn't didn't need that. Let me come back to this. that was a little annoying No,
2: you know what I always say. Um, I, sometimes I like to watch 2B movies, mm-hmm. like to independent b movies, and um, not the best. Like if you want to say from a writing standpoint, and sometimes not from an acting or a directing or anything standpoint, mm-hmm. but. I learned so much from them. And then there are some of them that their scripts are actually decent, but the execution wasn't well, or it was executed well, but the script wasn't good. But one thing that I have noticed, and I noticed this with just either myself or either other independent filmmakers and stuff, is that sometimes they don't know when to shut the fuck up. So it's like, there, sometimes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you got to know, like you said, when to like sit in the moment for a while. Mm-hmm. yeah just wrap yeah. it up b i forget who yeah. said that but i remember that from somewhere and, and and you know like and i don't know and you gotta because sometimes i guess maybe you gotta watch something yourself and then just sit there and think about it and like did, did, did this line need to be here or you know it would can people that. really sit with this and not but, have to have something we don't have to feed them a line
1: but at the same time, it does do a lot of these moments pretty well. So mm-hmm. you know, in general, like I mean, it has so many great one-liners and just man, the actors, man, I, like there wasn't. You know, sometimes like you'll be watching something and there's like one actor when they're on the screen, you're like, eh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fine they're here, but I kind of wish it was somebody else. Like I don't have any feeling about nobody like that on this whole. I agree. Show like it's really fantastic. It really is. I, do, I, I would. The only thing,
2: I think, I think. Um, I'm sorry if I can't remember her last name. Sophia. What oh, is Begar. it? Begar. Mm-hmm. This. So this the thing, man. <laughs> I would not cast her for that role. It's
1: just. What you mean? She don't look nothing like her, man. It's like okay, I, but uh, now see, I again. Like, that's like, a whole. I'm that's another you, one of those. We, know, we, we I'm, don't I'm care a, about what the real I'm, thing no, was. Listen, blah, blah. listen,
2: listen. When you said you was watching it, and it's almost like it's like you watching a, a multiverse version of um Griselle de Blanco, right? <laughs> because not only is she a little bit watered down, but she also fine. I'm sorry, I never thought like it's. It's kind of like, uh, the, sun to
0: the sun is gonna sue us. I do not agree with Keith on this.
2: I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, it,
1: if that that might be why he's suing them because I'm it, only laughing like, because you said multiverse. That I just I've never thought to put it that way. That that's
2: that's like But that's true that's, though, yeah. That's literally like if there was a version of me in the movie and you got Mike, Mike Coulter playing me or something, right? I, yeah that's, definitely
1: multiverse
2: That's like so far off like he the only thing we got in common is that we both ball and we both have beers that's literally it but it's yeah. like you both had D voices and that's it that's that's gonna be it you know what right. i'm saying so it's just sometimes when you have certain people play people I, it makes me wonder why did you choose this person okay like, but he, uh, this, isn't there's, this plenty, isn't there's plenty of of like Hispanic or Latino women that look like how Griselda actually This is
1: not Ghost in the Shell. Okay. So I I get what you're saying. Well, no, 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 no. Ghost in the Shell was,
2: that's a a whole different thing. That's race swapping. Yeah. That's race swapping. I'm talking about like, maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I think Sophia Vergara is just too fine, in my opinion. Maybe she's just like, if I go one to 10, she's like, she's like up there at high 10. So it's like you need somebody more like. I'm not trying to talk about. It. She need to be lower on the scale. That's all. So
1: understand. so here's the thing though. <laughs> like I, I what well, so so I'm not I I, I agree, but only in, for this reason because it actually impacts the way the script is done and the way that like,
2: she, it it distracted me and yeah that too because other people kind of treat her like she's
1: fine low key you know what I mean like not a low key at all. These ass and tits and my ass, my tits, and your drugs. Right. Like, I I don't...
2: I couldn't see her saying that in real life. And maybe she did. Maybe she did. But I couldn't.
1: Just based off...
2: My, so so
1: like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I it's, couldn't see that. I, I'm... Maybe... And the thing is, like, those kind of things could make the son upset, I would say, right? Because, I mean, it makes it seem like potentially she was getting by... On things that weren't her just simply her business sense and and maybe maybe you know maybe she was you know she was bad back then too you know ways that don't show off but but in general it it is different it it almost diminishes
2: it to a certain extent I don't say say. it diminishes it because she she even through all that they're trying to say that part part of it was her sexuality right to help build this
1: versus well so the the thing so my only issue was like make you gotta be careful what you make up because at the end of the first, is it in the first episode, or the second episode? Lord, I can't remember now. The, the, whichever episode it is, where it's the end of the second episode, where uh, they end up killing the brother of the second husband, and Dario does it eventually. That engenders sympathy for certain things. And they and they seem to suggest at the end of the episode. And the thing is, and I love, I love how it closes. Where she walks in, and she's like, "We gotta go clean up." She walks in, doesn't even say anything else. And then he takes a puff of that cigarette, and just you kind of see this look on his face, and he kind of looks off into space. Not kind of breaking the fourth wall, but kind of just looks over and you're just, like, hey, "I guess I'm doing." As he walks in right behind her. Fantastic scene, but it does seem to suggest that part of the reason he is loyal to her um, is her her uh, attractiveness and then later they are hooking up and being together and the thing is they could hook up and be together and then not even be about that but the, the show is suggesting that you know that was a piece of it mm-hmm.
2: that's what I'm saying and and that, that's really what I'm trying to verbalize like I don't I just don't see that as being and I ain't trying to say nothing about how people look or whatever you know everybody got their taste but I'm saying like I couldn't see that actually happening like that but mm-hmm. because of the actress and what we're seeing visually i'm like oh, okay you
0: know
1: I- and i mean i guess that's what i mean like if if i'm the son and i was present for that and and you know i i, I might have an issue with it if i felt like it was not pain d- proper due to what she did and i guess part of the thing because this is what was confusing she starts talking early on about how like, she was moving weight and how these things were her plans and this and that. And in real life, this was true. She was moving away, and she wasn't just sitting in Columbia that whole time. And you know, by the time she's become, doing something out of Miami, she'd already been arrested for, for you know doing things up in New York by federal agents. So it was kind of weird how they said, because the thing is, I don't know why they felt like they wouldn't include that piece of it. Like, what are we losing by giving her her just due for the operation she had actually done prior to going to Miami like that's not super clear to me I feel like we could have that and even still do some of the other things where she's assaulted and that still be present in it but they chose to remove for some reason but I do think in general for what we have in front of us the story does do a good job of getting us from point A to point B. Like it moves at a pretty brisk pace within six episodes, including the fact they got to do a whole, you know, uh, C plot with the police as well. Mm-hmm. I thought it moved at a really good pace. And in general, you know, I, Netflix in, in the past has had an issue, as we've talked about before, of making stuff too long. Disney Plus still for their shows. I think they're doing what Netflix used to do, just making everything way too long. But it feels like they have learned from that, and, and they're creating these kind of, as you guys were talking about, almost like a series of movies that we can kind of just watch in high quality without feeling like there's a lot of lull, and like, when's the next thing gonna happen? Like, I never was just sitting like, oh my goodness, what's the point of this scene? I, you know, what I, I mean? love
2: that this is six episodes. It's, yes, Very great.
1: Good. And you can watch it without wasting your whole and, and it, month, you feel it like. it was
2: cool. It was very quick, like it flowed, like you said. Like I I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed it immensely.
1: Yeah, we're criticizing it, but, but like because my, but because yeah. we feel like we feel like it could have gone to bite like I mean, really high up there.
0: Exactly as it is. I, I have no complaints. <laughs> but you know
2: what? I, I also yeah. think if I watched it without ever seeing cocaine cowboys, without ever seeing, knowing anything Yeah, I think that was it. my um my wife was watching it originally. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, what is this? And she said, it's Griselda. And as I was watching it, I said, something about this feels familiar. I don't mm. know what it is. It felt familiar, but it felt wrong at the same time. Like something was off. And I was like, is this Griselda? That's how winning time
1: is. I tried to watch it, man. I, it was yeah, just But winning like... time,
2: you know for sure this is like, this is the Lakers. Like, I was, I was confused for at least the first 15 minutes of watching the first episode. And I was like, oh. It's supposed to be about Griselda Blanco, right? But I mm-hmm. think if I came into it knowing nothing—I'm talking about absolutely nothing about her—I almost would enjoy it a lot more. Like, like my wife yeah. loves it, but she knows nothing about her.
0: That's how I, yeah, that's how I am. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I think if you if you come in with some kind of ancillary knowledge, even if you don't really remember, you know, a whole lot, you're like because the thing, like when you when you know the name you know how ruthless she was <laughs> so it's like that's what you remember about it it's not just you might not even remember all the details you like sympathy for like you said sympathy for the devil what's this about
2: <laughs> yeah i i just didn't know what i was watching for a second but once again man it was entertaining i've never even seen narcos like mm-hmm. like narcos. You, you see
1: my goof behind talking about some casters like i'm just being goofy I, I'm clearly not not on uh historical points today. Yeah. But I do think uh I mean if this is what this kind of show normally gives you, I mean that's pretty interesting. I, I don't know. Is this the first spin-off of the narcos series? I don't know.
2: No, they got um one called Narcos Mexico. Oh so okay. There's narcos, which I think focuses most more on like um Central America, and. Escobar and then yeah. on the uh, I think the Mexico is like Mexican cartel type stuff. So Mm -hmm. I think Mexico is the other spinoff outside of Griselda.
1: Okay. Haven't
2: seen none of it besides Griselda, but like I said, I highly enjoyed it though.
1: You know, the only thing that's, because it has been a while um, since I had watched like a, something that was like a little bit longer in like a foreign format. Or were they just not speaking English in some way. And it was funny because like sometimes you watch English stuff, you can kinda halfway watch, because like you you know what everybody's saying. But like it's with shows like this, you actually kinda had to be looking because you like otherwise there's scenes where you'll just miss everything happening. So you had to be like really paying attention. So I was locked in this time.
2: Yeah, it was it was it was good. Um anyway, I think I think we talked we went in about it enough. Um we can start closing out. Any closing thoughts you guys
1: have with it? I wonder where they'll go next and what they'll talk about next. I mean, these shows seem popular and I know it was trending pretty high on Netflix so I assume we'll get another something from the, the, the tales of, of uh, those kingpins. So I don't know where they'll go next but uh really curious to see where it'll be and I'm pretty sure it'll be Somewhere still in the Central or South American area. We'll kind of figure out where that goes. Or at least traditionally that's where they've been. If they went somewhere totally different, that'd be shocking. Um, and, and I'd be all about it to, you know, and I doubt they're come. because I think the whole part of it too is like it's not gonna be an American-based thing, probably. Like that, they kind of want to give you stories from other places, it mm-hmm. seems. So um I'm always interested in in seeing how those people live and and what was going on. I'm at some point really hoping too that we'll get it. Well, if you guys haven't seen it, um, oh my goodness, what's the name of it? There's this movie that just came out on Netflix recently. Um, and it's a Korean film, uh, and it's really interesting about this drug kingpin and like his connection to this police officer from the first film. And I, don't, it's, I really wish I could remember the name of it. Anyway, it's it's fascinating. It's, it's like a top trending thing. Uh, but it's like this, except uh, a little more thriller uh, kind of stuff going on. But I think you like it. it. It's more like mystery thriller, but it, it's got a lot of intensity to it. Just can't remember the name of it right now.
0: <laughs> Show notes.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'll we'll throw it in there. Uh, hey, what about you, Tim? Anything to close with?
0: Um, every time I watch like a really good drug story, I think about. The Don Winslow novel, um, The Power of the Dog, not to be confused with the movie The Power of the Dog, which is this just really good story of, like, the border. And Mm -hmm. the argument that he makes is that drugs cost as much as they do, not because they cost as much as they do, but because the border inflates their price. And basically all the effort that the U.S. makes to stop drugs from coming across the border actually creates a greater market for drugs. Uh, And his argument is essentially... Uh, drugs should be completely legal and no one should do them it's just a fascinating book I totally recommend it and uh, it made that is me a rethink...
1: fascinating it feels like those things are oxymoronic um,
0: yeah it, it but... made me rethink everything because I grew up with the drug war and everything else and the whole notion that you can just like nuke drugs out of existence and his his book just explains why that will never work that's crazy Oh. well thank you for
1: sharing <laughs> now, I can't, that's such a weird uh, stance to take. drugs should be available everywhere and no one should take them um, I think
0: the problem the, because the problem his point isn't is it's kind of the same as the movie traffic the problem mm-hmm. like cartels and criminals are evil and they're providing drugs the problem is like why do we feel like we need drugs
1: right yes 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 which is a good
0: very good question and one was pondering, and I... And I'm not saying cartels are cool or whatever. No, 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 I don't don't think that. that. There is a demand.
1: I I don't think that was the argument you were making there, but I'm trying to clarify.
0: (laughs) And there seems to be a tremendous demand from white people in America, and why is that? You
1: know, yeah, and, I I, man, it. there was that thing, and they brought it up, and they said, yeah, we're not going to explore that too much, and I was like, "Oh." (laughs) <laughs> like I didn't need it, but it would be cool. I was like, all right, that's fine. I don't need that. That's <laughs> fine. Th- thanks for bringing it in a little bit, though. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, that's a- what about you? Well, you keep anything to close with. Um,
2: no, um, nothing. Like I said, I really enjoyed it. Um, looking forward to, like you said, what else they got next? If they're going to throw anything else out there from the narcos universe. Um, I'm back to, sure to watch the other series whenever I get time to go through the backlog of everything else that me and my wife is watching currently. So, pretty good, pretty good time.
1: All right, bet. Well, uh, Keith, working people, find us on the socials. On well, Instagram at the low key pod. Thank you, sir. And, Tim, what, if anything, is there to plug today?
0: I just want to ask um, Michael Corleone, daughter of Griselda Blanco, respectively, please don't sue us
1: that'd be nice yeah we're actually uh very 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 uh much not interested in going through litigation um (laughs) and you you know out of me i ain't got none well and at least like if you you actually did listen to the whole thing keith and i really were sticking up a little more for one to see more of what it would have been a little more like but that that's sort of another day um, we appreciate the people who made it this far. Um, if you enjoy your time here at the low key pod, please like, rate, review, let a friend know about the show so they can join in on fun. Um, and I'm not sure what we're doing next. There's a lot of great stuff coming out. Uh I mean a lot of really wacky things. So I'm not sure what we're gonna check out next, but I'm sure it's gonna be something good and it will not be Madam Webb.